to the Mommy Mentor Podcast. This parenting bullshit is hard, am I right? From sleepless nights with newborns to sleepless nights with teens, from potty training to sending them off to college, I'm here to get you through it all as your mommy mentor. My name is Erin Kennedy Health, and I'm a registered nurse and a mom of three. I have professional experience with moms and babies as a postpartum nurse, which keeps the newborn and postpartum transition fresh in my mind. I have 17 years of parenting experience as well. For information on this podcast and more, go to mommymentorpodcast.com. Parents, grab a cup of whatever you prefer and settle in for the next episode. Mommies, it's your mommy mentor, Erin. I'm back to talk about my first topic. Something I noticed when I was bedside as a postpartum nurse. I started my nursing career in ortho with joint replacements and then quickly moved to babies as a postpartum nurse in a high-risk OB hospital. Nearly all the moms that I worked with had high-risk factors. So there'd be like preeclampsia, high blood pressures, our low birth weight, maybe their baby was born early, etc. So many, 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 many ranges of the topic that I'm going to talk about today that I witnessed. And the thing for me was I kind of thought that I was the only one as a mom that feeling these things. I just, I assumed, you know, it was just me. And sometimes my friend would feel the same way, or maybe my sister in one instance or another, but I realized that every single feeling I've had like this, all moms experience, and I couldn't believe I didn't know that it's universal, basically, at least in the American way of life, it's universal. So what I noticed was every single mom, almost immediately after she's given birth, now as a postpartum nurse, I get to see new moms and babies after two hours, if they had a stable delivery and recovery. Otherwise, it's a little longer until they're stable. But it's been at least only two hours since this person, this birthing person has given birth. And we end up with immediate guilt. Usually it's about feeding, almost always about feeding. And then some uh, special flavors of mom guilt. That's the topic, mom guilt special flavors of mom guilt surrounding um, premature births and risk factors that you sometimes can control and sometimes you can't. A lot of them you can't. But always, always, always I noticed guilt around feeding and the immediate guilt of how, oh, I can't feed my baby. I can't feed my baby because breastfeeding is hard. A lot of the moms I took care of wanted to breastfeed. Some of them wanted to formula feed. Some of them wanted to pump and bottle And we supported, and I especially supported anything that the moms or dads wanted to do as long as they're feeding their baby. So I would support them and what their feeding plan was. And for the breastfeeding moms and a lot of moms, just every mom really, because if she's not breastfeeding, she might feel guilty that she's not breastfeeding, even though that's not going to fit in her life or she can't do it for a medical reason or she it just isn't something she wants to do. Lots of things, lots of factors play into how people decide to feed their babies. But so so much universal guilt or mom guilt just pulls at my heartstrings. I realized in this 
probably my first year of postpartum nursing. Wow. It's not just me. It's literally everyone. So the feeding guilt I see would be moms feeling like this should be natural, you know, because it's a natural process. It's what, what my body is supposed to do. My baby is supposed to know what to do. And the fact is, is that there's not enough education on about how much breastfeeding is very hard and it's a lot of work and um, so many factors play into it that are beyond your control. Uh, do you have flat nipples? Does your baby have a high palate? Does your baby have something else going on anatomically with its mouth? Does it have a tongue tie? How bad is the tongue tie? Have you ever breastfed before? How averted are your nipples? Do you have very large breasts and a small baby? Like many, many, many factors come into play. And then you have to worry about the milk supply. So you're not just worried about getting the kid to latch. You're also worried about the milk supply and all the things that you have to do to get the milk supply to come in. And then here comes the lactation nurse and she comes up with a wonderful plan. And I support that plan to get your milk to come in and to get your baby fed but it's just so much work because maybe now you're pumping and then you have to wash the pump parts and, you know, maybe you have to supplement your baby because in the time being of your breast milk waiting to come in, we have to give baby something to eat. So just then we have guilt over, oh, I'm bottle feeding or, oh, I'm formula feeding or, oh, I'm feeding it donor milk, which is not my milk, you know? And so we, I just, so many emotions around feeding and mom guilt, that was just an immediate thing that I noticed. It was almost always the feeding. And then you're, like I mentioned, those special flavor of moms. They are very unique of, uh, on their own. They are mom onlys is what I would call them as a patient. And that might seem sad, but it is. It's It wasn't a couplet. It wasn't a mom and a baby for me. It was a mom only in, in the room. And I was taking care of just the mom. And her baby was in NICU or special care nursery, which was attached to our hospital with a Skyway. Very close uh, ride in a wheelchair. And those moms are guilty because of whatever reason that they may have delivered early, that they couldn't keep the baby in longer, that they you know, that they could have ate better with their diabetes, even though like they, they try their best and they're only human and those pregnancy cravings are ridiculous. And, you know, high blood pressure, you, there's not much you can do about that. And there's not much you can do sometimes about how your baby's growing and things like that. But we take it on as the person who made that baby as a responsibility that we fail that somehow. And I know as a preemie mom, I felt that way. My, I was on bed rest for four weeks in the hospital with my twins back in way in the day, 2006. And it was a month of bed rest. And then I had them at 28 weeks and two days gestation. And they were two pounds, five ounces and 14.6 inches long. Look how that rattles off the tongue. Just 17 years later, you don't forget don't forget that guilt that sets in. And for preemie moms, it's usually a very hard thing because they, their body was supposed to keep the baby in for 40 weeks and it didn't like the very basic thing you felt like mm. your body was supposed to be able to do. It didn't do. So you kind of enter into that mom, that mom period of time in your life with a feeling of guilt, a feeling of failure.
And let's be honest, that's just a terrible way to enter into anything. But it's a very terrible way to enter into motherhood. The most special thing ever. You've created a child, a life, and here you are not enjoying the experience, not enjoying the fact that your baby's here and safe and hopefully safe and you're safe. You're just sitting here feeling guilty about the fact that you couldn't keep your baby in your belly. I know because I feel it and it does pass. It does. It did get a little better for me feeling of, oh, I, I'm a failure, but there just every single time something would happen with them. I just, all those feelings came streaming back to me. So one of them had to have physical therapy and occupational therapy. She didn't write very well. Her fine motor skills were off. She had a hyperextended knee. She had a lot of appointments from one to two years old for her first year of life. She was in, the, in and out of the hospital because she had brain bleeds and needed some BP shunts. So another preemie risk factor. And then I have guilt that I spent so much time with the one because she needed all these appointments, but the other one didn't. So she was at daycare. So I have the mom guilt over that. I spent so much time with my one, but my other one, she was fine. So she didn't get that time. And here you are feeling guilty about that. And it's like, oh gosh, it's just, it really is a kick in the pants. But then even a few years later, so she is four years old and she's still walking in a, she needed a brace on her leg. And I'm feeling guilty about that. Six years old, she needs glasses. I am immediately like, oh dear God, it is my fault. This is me. This is, I couldn't keep her in. If I would have been able to keep them in longer, this, none of this would have ever happened. And you just am automatically, it's all right back six years later. My husband quickly reminds me that I had glasses when I was nine and it might very well have happened anyway. He's pretty darn good at balancing me out when I start to spiral into my sad times about mom guilt. He reminds me I'm a good mom or at least that I am trying my damn best. <laughs> but mom guilt, it's a bear. It's terrible. It's terrible. And I'm just here to tell you you're going to feel it and it's going to happen and to almost expect it and and to know that it's likely going to be something where you know in your brain this is irrational this doesn't make i i did my best because if i told you oh my gosh you know my birth story and i had them 12 weeks early and how could i fail at that the most important fundamental thing i ever needed to do for my children and you would say to me you're kidding, Aaron. There's no way that you should feel bad about that. There's no way you should feel bad about that. You couldn't control it. There's, you know, you're five foot four and you had two babies in your body. What are you going to, and you had extra amniotic fluid. Your belly was just like ready to go. And of course, that's what you would say to me. It's what I would say to me. It's what I have said to my patients. I always tell my patients, just keep your baby safe love them. And that's the best you can do. Just try your best, try your best. And you know how I know you all listening are good parents. You're here. You're listening. You're wondering if you need a mommy mentor. You're thinking, oh, I need help. I don't know what I'm doing. I have a secret for you. I don't exactly claim to be a parenting expert and I don't have a handbook for this. There's many situations that I don't know what I'm doing. 
But you know what? I get through those situations and I figure it out and I'm here to help you do the same. So let's try to listen to our heads more than our hearts. When that guilt comes into our lives about God knows what, I mean, it could be anything. I felt guilty about saying no to getting my daughter a lizard. She wanted a lizard and I just am like, Oof, I really don't like lizards. And eventually, like she didn't even try to wear me down. I mean, she did it first, but eventually I felt guilty. Why? Because I know it'll make her happy and because really what kind of a big deal is that and blah, 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 blah. And that's a different, completely different kind of mom guilt than I was talking about with the the newborns and the preemies and things like that. But it rides with you the whole parenting career. And I anticipate that when my children start having children, I will feel the guilt again. Because I know that my one, who is a preemie, or who was, was a preemie, her and her sister, I know that my one, if she decides to have children, uh, and I discovered this in my postpartum career, it was something that didn't even occur to me. I took care of a woman who had VP shunts. And for those of you who don't know what a VP shunt is, it's for a baby. Sorry, that's my dog. It's for a baby who has hydrocephalus, which is water on the brain. It's where the ventricles that hold the um, spinal fluid, they get too big. They're in the brain and they get too big. And babies, um, thank God their skulls are pretty flexible. So she had a little room, but you got to intervene. Obviously it can cause brain damage. So she has two, one in her and one on this side and it's all internal, but the catheter goes into the ventricle and then there's a, what they call a valve on the outside of the skull, but under the scalp. And then from that valve all the way down her neck into her tummy on both sides goes the tubing. And the tubing, uh, you're asking what what happens with the fluid from her brain. Well, the fluid from her brain goes into her stomach and then recycles and kind of gets reabsorbed there. So she's my little miracle baby. Uh, they're both, gosh, they're all miracles, all my babies. But like ugh, those 28 weekers, especially this one who fought these battles, I couldn't even imagine fighting it, especially so little she has those, those VP shunts. And I took care of a woman who has VP shunts and I think she only had one, but because the tubing goes down into your stomach, as you can imagine, as your belly gets bigger, that tubing can get compressed and pinched. And if it's pinched, then we have an interruption of flow of the cere cerebral spinal fluid. And that's a problem because then the swelling is going to happen again and it can cause brain damage. And now she's an adult and she doesn't have that space, that flexible skull for her brain to be able to expand a little bit without brain damage. Now it's, there's brain damage, you know, we got to go. So this woman that I took care of that had the shunt, she had to deliver early. She had to deliver her baby early because her shunt tubing was being compressed. And I tell you, uh, the power of nurses, because to have a realization like that while you're on shift in a patient room about your own child and keep it together, even though you know what that means for your child, it means that she may very well 
have the exact same experience that you had and feel the exact same types of mom guilt feelings that you feel. And uh, getting a little emotional. And I know you mommies know there's nothing that we wouldn't do to prevent our children going through any pain, but especially the pain that we know. So having that realization was, that was a great big kick in the pants because I kind of, you kind of think like you're out of the woods as a preemie mom after a while. And then you realize something like that and you go, they're always going to be a preemie and that that's okay. Gosh, my girls are strong and smart and they did everything right on time. They've had extra battles. But I know that if she has children and she has to deliver early because of those shunts, that I will have mom guilt. I will. And then there will be maybe a new form of guilt that I don't know anything about grandma guilt. But here's hoping that if she decides to have children, that doesn't happen. And if it does, I will be her best mentor ever because I've been through it. And I'm her mama. But mommies, we'll close with that. I don't know what I'm doing exactly, but I'm here to get you through it. I'm here to tell you to listen to your head as much as humanly possible and let that irrational heart scream as loud as it wants, but ignore it. Yes, we love our babies and those feelings. They don't, they happen, but try really hard to listen to your rational brain and try really hard to talk to yourself as you would talk to someone else. We are always so hard on ourselves. We never give ourselves grace. We always give everyone grace. So understanding of others' problems, but never understanding of what's going on in our own lives. So give yourself some grace, mommies. Stand through whatever you're feeling guilty about and know that the fact that you feel guilty about it means you're a good mom. You're a good mom because you're here and you care. And you love your baby. No matter how old that baby is. That baby might be 25. They might be 10. They might be 2. You might have just had that kid. You might be pregnant. And if you're pregnant, girl, I am glad I caught you. So you're not like, whew, what happened here? Because then you'll maybe know a little bit to expect in the hospital in the first few days. In closing... I just wanted to tell you thank you for listening. I really hope that you liked this episode and that you got something out of it. If only comfort, great. And I encourage you to share this episode with others, especially others that you might think are feeling these same feelings. And subscribe, follow, like the show. I would really appreciate it. And you can find me on Instagram at mymommymentor. All right, mommies, you have a lovely day or night or whatever time of the day it's, it is that you're listening because it could be 3 a.m. and you're breastfeeding right now. <laughs> I wish you well. Until next time, safe parenting out there. Bye, mommies.